0: Hello and welcome to Boxcutters episode 178. It's all a little bit different. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, not different at all. John Richards. Hello, listener. And to my right, again, not different. Except for the hair. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. It's uh, it's a little bit strange because for the first time we're not recording box cutters at Triple R because uh, all the studios were booked and we couldn't get one. Uh, so all our sacking up ha- has come to nothing. nothing.
1: Just for that exact moment that we wanted it,
0: they had another booking. Yeah. so, uh, so we screw where them.
1: Th- if, if they're not going to reserve it unreservedly for us forever.
0: Hey, how can they reserve it unreservedly? Oh... Like, reserve it for us, I mean, we still, unreservedly for anybody else. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they suck, although we still love them, and they are still <laughs> the best radio station in the world. They are, but you know who else is really
2: good? Who else is really Joy good? Joy FM in Melbourne. They are indeed, which is where we are.
0: That's where we are. They've, they've given us one of their studios, and bless them for it. Which is why tonight's show will sound just oh. a bit more fabulous than usual. <laughs> <laughs> tonight's show, of course, is all about television, and uh, to talk about television and a comedy festival show that they have Mark Fennell and Dan Illich are coming in uh, to Illic. It'd be Illich, wouldn't it? Sure, yeah. that's the proper Bosnian pronunciation. I, yeah, I would say Illich. but he uh, he says Illich and uh, and speaks like an Ocker Australian. Oh, no, he doesn't. Weird. No, he doesn't. But he uh, but he does pronounce it Illich. So there we go. We'll just go with what he wants because yeah. we're multiculturally sensitive. Uh, if he'd put a K on the end of it, or even an H, then it's Illic. But the uh, <laughs> Which is a new product from Apple. Yes, <laughs> uh, they, they're in to talk about their comedy festival show, which uh, is uh, all funny. about the. Well, it's going to be funny and uh, all about kind of the decline of television and uh, how we can save television. Or so is my understanding. I'm sure they'll explain a lot more.
1: And, and it was for that comedy show that uh, they've already been causing controversy. On the interwebs.
0: With the famous Freeview free parody.
1: Parody ad and and Freeview saying, no, we, we didn't we, get it taken down. Which we featured a few weeks what back. So if you knows? want to
2: hear it, go and rewind the shows. Yes. Back to that one we mentioned but, it in.
0: Yeah, just, just turn your tape over. Yeah, and listen <laughs> it's to on the, the other side. Yeah, it's on the yeah. other side. Uh, we've also got a review of the... Uh, UK show, Slings and Arrows. No. No, it's Canadian. It's Canadian. Sorry, it's Canadian. <laughs> yeah, it's so easy to get those mixed up, isn't it? It's <laughs> been, it has been a long time since I watched it. I, I watched this a, a while ago. It is, it's a Canadian show. It's called Slings and Arrows. We've got a crap TV, we've got the box cutters quiz. We've got, by request, a new segment called If You Watch One Thing, as long as it's not me talking about Lost. Is that the whole name of the segment? I think, or is I think it, that's the name of the segment. Okay, it's uh, if, if you watch one thing, as long as it's not Josh talking about Lost. Okay, uh, can we can we have an ID for that next week? I want to hear a little you know, ID to introduce I, that. I will, but okay. the whole title. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm going to make it all out of words that are taken from Lost.
1: <laughs> make it the whispers,
0: and get uh, the smoke monster to come out and do it. We've uh, we've got some pork. This is all. It's all very strange and weird. We we do have some pork, as always. Though we're going to kick things off with the box cutters news. <laughs>
1: We uh, spoke about this a few weeks ago, but uh, it's actually come to fruition. Uh, Banksia Productions, the production company uh, who owns the license to the Here's Humphrey series, has been ordered to be wound up by the Supreme Court uh, because of a an alleged debt of $50,102 to Channel 9, South Australia. Um, so... Uh, Eddie eventually got his boning wish for Humphrey. I'm still uh, bewildered by the but uh, actually killed him to death so that none of the other stations could uh, pick that, it up. The, hang, the, hang the hang creator of, uh, of Humphrey B. Bear. Uh, what does the B stand for? Um, uh, a Beauregard, Bra- uh, brave Beaumont, otherwise known as the. Oh, funny he's old from Adelaide. <laughs> Is it? otherwise known as the funny old fellow, um, said it was bloody terrible that Humphrey was now in the hands of liquidators and uh, hoped that there would be another uh, company that would take over the uh, well, I don't the get it. If it's just
2: a $50,000 debt then surely the debt can just be paid. And if if presumably not by banks here... I mean, like surely, selling the rights to... Yeah, well, Humphrey. yeah. I mean, can't we just pass the hat round, raise the 50 grand and go, we now own Humphrey? I mean, H- Humphrey's
0: that- hat is actually part of his costume. It doesn't actually come off. Oh. So part, you part of can't his head. pass. Yeah, you can't pass that Well, we could use those
2: pants that he never actually wears because they're probably
0: pristine. We could pass those around. Brett, in, in, doing, in doing your research uh, about this story, uh, were any of the headlines uh, Humphrey's in all matter of strife or...? <laughs> Anything like that? No. I would have no, uh, yeah, gone it's with, been,
2: where's Humphrey? Oh.
0: That's enigmatic. Yeah,
1: nice. Uh, Humphrey uh, has been around since 1965. Uh, what an old bear. Channel 9 in Adelaide, uh, it, it happened there after uh, their children's program, the Channel Niners, lost its clown character to uh, Channel 10, it <laughs> over. It would have been Channel, channel O's.
2: <laughs> the idea of poaching clown It characters. was a very specific
1: clown that uh, went over there. And, and the clown's replacement, a chimpanzee in a
0: sailor's jacket. It just wasn't cutting it. Bit a host.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this story gets better and better.
0: Now, the- mm. Humphrey used to do magic. Does anybody remember no. when, when Humphrey no. did magic? Was it was it kind of piss poor magic? The, yeah, that yeah, we yeah. just using the cameras for. Yeah, yeah, it was it was oh, really switched, split screen kind of magic. Switch the camera off and uh, and oh it disappears and you switch it back on again. Yeah, uh, that that kind of. But Humphrey used to do magic. He used to be a, a magical bear, and uh, as well as being fun loving, uh, and then that kind of just tapered off one day because I think someone just came to to their senses and went. Hang on, isn't it enough that he's a biped <laughs> bear wearing a waistcoat? Does he have to be magical as well? I not know. I think maybe the kids expect bears, more after bears, Star Wars. Bears get around on two legs. No, only, only when they're trying to scare people. They, they don't just walk around on two legs like Maybe that.
2: Humphrey's been trying to terrorise us for like, you know, 40-odd years. We're going, oh, how sweet and lovely. He's trying to go, oh, I'm going to eat you. I'm on two legs. I'm wearing uh-huh. a hat. Because <laughs> that's how bears yeah, traditionally try and scare people by wearing hats. And, and they're they also known for... They're also for
0: honey. They're also known for stealing picnic baskets. Picnic, uh, <laughs> picnic baskets. But the... Uh, the the thing with with humphrey is is weird and not only because uh it doesn't seem like a very large debt but also uh because i wasn't in the country when you started talking about uh humphrey being killed and now Humphrey's dead. So it can't just Which be didn't we, me.
1: Didn't we talk about it before you went over? No, I mean, no. Josh
2: was away when we, we discussed this. Really? I think it may have been when um, when Wilbur was in. I could be wrong.
0: I, I think it was. So so uh, yes, what I'm saying yeah. is it's, it
2: can't be me. But made. it does seem very odd because no one seems to be able to... You know, alleged debt. It's like, well, surely there's a debt or there's not a debt. And surely one episode of, well, yeah, of, 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 of his Humphrey is going to sell for more than 50 grand anyway. You know, so... One episode was, of? Yeah. I, I'd expect, well, the budget for one episode of... of Long well, Footy Club's getting
0: out uh, there doing a lot of damage. But perhaps they are. Perhaps they are. It's uh, it's sad.
1: And, uh, you know, Channel 9 haven't ordered a new uh, series for
0: some time. And, uh, well... Uh, and since 2005? 2007? Mm. Next we'll hear that Mr. Squiggle's not coming back. Anyway, moving on in a very clever segue.
2: Oh, what? <laughs> don't don't start with the Squiggle. Don't start. Uh, today, tonight, and our old friends... ACMA. I love the story. It's got today, tonight, it's got ACMA, and it's got racism. All the things we could want.
0: Now, Ooh. ACMA, remind me again. Australian Communications and Media Authority. And why would I be going to ACMA, Josh? What do they do? Uh, if you have a complaint about something that you've seen on television, you can write a letter to ACMA. And and what uh, will ACMA do? ACMA will sit on that letter for quite a while and then find it under a couch somewhere and then say, "Oh, there was this uh, this this issue with uh, someone calling somebody else on uh, television." And
1: that, that one's too effective.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that 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 cough button. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. I know. Uh, and uh, and we should do something about it. Let's uh, give a stern warning. Well,
2: let's hear what acma has been up to recently. Sure, shall we? Um, a segment on today tonight um, has been found to have breached the ACMA Code of Practice. Uh, this comes from today tonight uh, TV Tonight, I should say, this the website, this article The segment was entitled Unfair Fares See what they did there? And it was about how migrant taxi drivers from non-English speaking backgrounds Try and rip you off because they're oh, foreign Oh,
1: they so do Well, they, they pretend like they can't speak English And, well, and I thought, bring I thought in it was, confusion
2: I thought it was about Turkish hats that didn't fit properly This was, so today, that tonight Fares, not fares Oh, okay <laughs> So, the promo for the story said Queensland's taxi drivers exposed. They can't speak English and don't know where you're going. Or so you think. How they're using the language barrier to rip you off. Because they're foreign! It didn't say that bit. I added that bit at the end. Um. ACMA concluded that Seven breached the code in relation to the statements made about migrant taxi drivers using language as a barrier to cover instances of dishonesty. It also found a statement made by an interviewee passenger on the quality of a taxi service was not presented accurately in the program promotion. But ACMA did find that Seven didn't breach the code in relation to gratuitous emphasis on race, which is funny for a story that is patently racist. Um, apparently, uh, Seven... Oh, here we go. Following the investigation, Seven says the findings will form part of its code training sessions.
0: Again! Again, with the code training sessions. Yeah. And also, uh,
1: in light of these discussions, ACMA says that it does not, at this stage, propose to take any further action in relation to this matter.
2: Although it is currently looking into ongoing issues with networks in general. <laughs>
0: it's, I'm, I'm amazed. it's a
2: fair cop, but society's to blame. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Are you a I, member of society? All right, you come in
1: with
0: us. I, I, I'm amazed they, they didn't go as far as saying we would have come around to this decision sooner, but our taxi didn't know the way. Hey. You, you know, it's, it, that's, that's really the Do you reckon there's
2: that... actually anyone at ACMA? I think it's just an empty room somewhere with an answering machine.
1: What? Well, they're actually advertising for stuff at the moment.
2: So maybe there's an empty room. Um, an enforcement
0: officers, I believe.
2: <laughs> 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 That'd be the easiest job in the world. Yeah. I'll, in. I'll let
0: you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you, you, Channel 9, stand in the corner. <laughs>
2: Don't make me come over there.
0: Don't make me come over there. You come back when you think about what you've done.
2: <laughs> that's that's the, uh, the, the official ACMA response, I think.
0: Brett Cropley, someone's done something at Channel 7. What? <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> Speaking... Oh, see, we can't do segues this way. It's it, we, we are very structured here tonight, uh, I, I, given our, our new surroundings, listener, and uh, and things are very well planned. And so now it's time for me to say, Adam Boland <laughs> has gone back to his first love, as it were, Sunrise as executive producer. Um, this uh, it would seem that uh, Channel Seven are are doing a little bit of uh, screaming, running around. Arms in the air, as though H- their hair, hair on were on fire. fire. Um, after I today, didn't realise that was contagious. Today, outrated sunrise uh, on
0: Good Friday morning. So, so people staying at home...
2: <laughs> on Good Friday morning. On Good
0: Friday morning, prefer mm. today to sunrise. Is that Australia-wide?
2: Uh, I believe
1: so, yes.
0: Because Melbourne on Good Friday has the Good Friday appeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how that translates to the rest of Australia. Uh, they don't have the good friend. They don't have the good friday They don't care, the fri- they don't no. care about the, the uh, Melbourne Children's Hospital. No, bastards. Uh, the, uh, but I'm guessing that, because uh, that goes for like 24 hours, that the- goes from like Does 6 a.m. start m. at 11 oh. I thought it started at 6 a.m. You know what? I woke up very late on Good Friday morning. I have no idea. But what they're Weren't saying... Weren't you excited is to see what the Easter bunny had left for you at the foot of your bed? On Good Friday? Is... On Good Friday? Josh? Canal? Uh, f- firstly, I know that the Easter bunny comes on Easter Sunday. Oh, that's... Oh! And uh, and, and secondly... Sorry, I forgot my Jesus law. Yeah. And Sorry, s- Jesus bunny law. Yeah. Jesus comes as a bunny. <laughs> and secondly... My people don't believe that Jesus was born of a rabbit. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, that's that's beside the point. So, people staying at home yeah. prefer the Today Show. Mm. To, so one well, day, one day of the year, they prefer because you know what? What was it like on uh, on Easter Monday?
1: Uh, it doesn't uh, say in. The In this report But anyway Because by that time Emergency, emergency, emergency They decided their course of action Adam Boland was going back to Sunrise Um, Apparently he'll still be involved with uh, Sunday Night Which he's uh, uh, producing or EPing or whatever with Mark Llewellyn Um, That show's still going, it's uh, amazing (laughs) It is still going And uh, it's not doing the figures that Channel 7 were hoping that it would do So uh, it's probably not long for this world Um, So it's probably a good thing that... uh, with the GFC, Adam Boland's got something to lined up to do. The uh, um, but uh, I I have been seeing a bit of breakfast television of recent times,
0: um, and they're both horrible. Yes, <laughs> yes, they are. Both shows are horrible today. slight like revelationary tone. There was, was well, yeah. I I
1: figured well, kind of the, watching Good Morning Australia with with Gordon. What's-His-Face back in the day? Gordon Elliott. And, uh, and Good Morning America. I, I figured it would be something like that. But Channel 9 and freaking Stefanovic are, are just rabid as though they were Fox 9 news. Have like they're so, they're so right-wing. And Malakoshi are just annoying. You haven't tried
2: News Breakfast on ABC2? With well, theme tune by Destination?
1: Have to, have to use a, a different uh, receiver for that uh, so that doesn't come up just on the uh, analogue signal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have and uh it is very interesting to see that they are properly using the all of the, the screen real estate of the widescreen because they know that everybody's gonna be able to watch it in widescreen. Um, as opposed to having things down the sides or or just nothing important in that in that uh those yeah, side I, bits.
0: I still I still fail to understand how shows that rate so poorly generally. I mean they they really just have Low ratings compared to primetime. Mm. Get mm. so yeah. much attention. We're talking,
1: we're talking low 300s on yeah. a good day?
0: Yeah. Uh, they get so much attention from the networks. It it makes no sense. And it's not like Breakfast Radio, where people just stay
1: tuned to the same radio station all day.
0: You know what uh, networks ha- have apparently been uh, been not paying attention to? Not no. Josh? Violence on television. I pay attention. I think pa- it's great. I know, me too. There should be more of it. I love it. Stabby stab. Uh... Victims of, uh, of crime advocates, according to the Her- Herald Sun, are angry at what they see as an explosion of violence on TV. Uh, parents groups are angry about, uh, about this is the Herald Sun saying, murder and mayhem on TV screens. Uh, and apparently, last week, there were at least 21 hours of crime shows on free-to-air television. All of which was CSI. All of which was CSI. Many of which starting at 8.30 or before. Now, the big argument they have here is that it shouldn't start at 8.30. It'd be fine if they started at 9.30. So we could still have 21 hours of violence on television. But an hour later. But an hour later. Or half an hour earlier in Adelaide. (laughs) Yes. Uh, the, uh, The thing... I don't understand though is that this article is kind of sometimes it talks about its parents groups mm-hmm. that are angry about this and other times it will say uh that it's uh victims of crime
2: is there any evidence though that there is any more violence on television than like you know a year ago or i mean it just seems a herald Sun recently you know first they had it in for for home and away um, there we go, been Kiss, Home and Away. Somehow I thought I'd go a week without mentioning it, but Boy, no, it's, it's back. but that um, Yeah, but they, 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 and, out of And nowhere, it turned out
1: that they had, what, 30 calls and, and it was half Yeah, it was
2: and nothing. And yeah. no, it was a nothing yeah. thing the Herald Sun had tried yeah. to inflate yeah. for no reason, and it's just so, so another it, one. It, it actually just, seems
1: that the Herald Sun lied about those figures. About it, it does. Channel 7's been inundated with angry
0: parents. And
2: hence I'm wondering about this whole parents group victims thing. I mean, does the Herald Sun just have something...
0: Maybe they just hate the television. Moment? Are they just, yeah, having an anti-television it, it, kinda, It's... It seems like that's the case, because this is just another beat-up. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll
1: die down Nelson. now that uh, they've got uh, asylum seekers to go back on the attack on.
0: Because we, 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 we hear this argument a lot, uh, that there's too much violence on television. And there are no figures to prove that violence on television does actually desensitise us to violence in real life. Uh, there are no figures to. I mean, how are you going to test that? You'd you have to. Well, yes, there's no actual yeah. way to test that, is that. Uh, no, but there's you know
1: for parents, for parents with children, or for victims of crime, there there are a number of switches that they can turn.
0: Yes, and that, it will, that is yes, it, it could just change the channel, and, yeah. for example. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but uh, also, you know, I was uh, I was just looking at the age online the other day, and they had a video. That was filmed at a shooting range in America, where a woman shot her son and then shot herself. Uh, and I had video. Of they the had video of the shootings, which I didn't play because I didn't want to see that because I thought it might be disturbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my point being that you can't escape from from this violence. A lot of the time, you're going to see it in news. I, you don't hear the warnings as often in news that uh, that. Uh, scenes might be disturbing uh to on abc they're not talking about violence on abc i, I don't think anyone's uh, uh anyone saying "Oh, that they they have disturbing
2: uh, and, and, stories and even, that, that even then, though in I mean,
1: will say some some viewers may be disturbed. Sure, yeah, and I would yeah.
2: say even even if we can mention our patron Saint Charlie Brooker, who we you know, he who should not <laughs> be named, um, there's an episode of uh, of Screamwipe uh, about news coverage in which he actually mentions he, he took some random episodes of seventies, well, obviously British, you know, news coverage. So he was amazed at how graphic the images were, and he actually shows you a clip which, if it, someone's hand has been cut off by a buzzsaw and there's a photograph of it, and it's. It's not an image you would ever see on the news now. And so I kind of wonder, have we in fact you know, maybe got better about this kind of stuff, but we're now well, is, is more it, sensitive about it? Maybe we notice it more than we, we used to.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Are we, more, are we more sensitive about it? And then by our very nature, being more sensitive about it doesn't matter what time these these shows are on. If they're fictional... Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're being shown, and these shows have a moral, and they are talking about CSI and, uh, and CSI, uh, also, uh, Law and Order. Uh, these shows in particular do often start with a very violent act. And does that, uh make it better or worse but to again, show at a 8.30 tablet.
2: I think parents have to take some responsibility for parenting. I think there is a, a belief at the moment, and we've seen, particularly with the uh, the, the, the insane internet filter we've been discussing in Australia endlessly, this idea that rather than a parent taking responsibility, somehow we all have to just not watch CSI at 8.30, you know, or we have to not be able to access certain websites because... Some four year old somewhere might be able to access them. You know, no, and I think but,
0: the, but the whole point of television is that a parent doesn't have to take responsibility. <laughs> that a child can just can just sit in front of the television, be quiet for an hour, watch some murders while the parent can get along with uh, doing whatever parents do when I children are around. Corrected. <laughs>
2: Um, I actually don't watch violence on television. I download it. Speaking of downloading, uh, Pirate (laughs) Bay. um, I'm I'm terrible at segways. I thought that was quite well. No one one will ever spot that.
0: That, I like that. That was smooth. You did, however, just mention it. Oh, did I? Yeah.
2: Oh, how annoying. Um, A Swedish court has convicted four men linked to the website, the Pirate Bay, of violating copyright law. Pirate Bay, of course, one of the um, the, the BitTorrent, one, one of the Torrent sites where one may care to select various television programs to download if one was going to do so legally. The four were sentenced to a year in prison and ordered to pay 30 million kroner which is $5 million Australian, so it's still quite a lot, in damages to leading entertainment companies. Um, The defendants have called the verdict, quote, bullshit and promised to appeal. Hmm. Um, The interesting thing is, though, the prosecutors were forced to drop the more serious charge of assisting copyright infringement, which was a a longer sentence and heavier fine. So
1: what did they get done? Uh, It was
2: less charge of making available copyrighted material, which is a really odd kind of...
0: They weren't.
2: Well, I guess they I'm were a conduit. They weren't stopping the copyrighted material, but
0: they're, they're guilty of being a conduit.
2: Also, the the
0: damage. Setting up a
1: BitTorrent tracker doesn't mean that you are expecting
2: any of your users to put up. Oh, well, this is well, a, well, they're a they're Swedish just,
0: judge now. <laughs> is that what you're saying, Brett? You're a Swedish judge. I'm no. poking holes in the argument. Well, this was the, the lawyers... The, the, look, the, the, the
2: argument from the lawyers was that Pirate Bay was no different to Google. That's what they were saying, basically. It was a, it was a, a way of searching for online content and that, yeah, they couldn't be held responsible. Um, the damages were... They were actually hoping to sue them for 120 million kroner. So the fact they only got done for 30 is seen as being quite low. And obviously they're going to appeal. But yeah, it's, it, there are questions. There are questions. Are there any winners here? I don't know. Um, also on
0: internet and actually possibly. More so sorry, can I just uh, say while while you were doing that story, mm-hmm. I thought, well, let's see how effective this uh, th- this court decision has, oh, yes. has been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Went to my computer, typed in thepiratebay dot org. Well, this is the thing; it's not it's actually like,
2: yeah, but it's not it's not targeted at the website at all. That's the weird thing. It, they're convicted for people connected to the website of violating copyright law. They haven't actually taken the website down. They haven't. So in theory, well, the website must they, they be they had legal. been uh,
1: they had been raided by police a number of years ago, and had something like two hundred servers taken down. And after that, they came back up, but distributed the servers in various in dip- countries. And they were going so they to take a, a hit like that again.
0: They were going to uh, buy. I think it was an old. Uh, Oil drilling station. Yes. Yeah. And and create the Pirate Bay Island. Oh, that's great. And it could be a reality show. But I think the cost of getting an internet pipe to the, uh, <laughs> to the Pirate Bay Island. To the Bar- Pirate did you Bay trips, Island. Though, you know, a day trip to Pirate Bay Island. That's, and they were, were uh, going to give out passports and stuff. It was be a great. Gift shop. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, also, just on the
2: internet thing, uh, YouTube has, well, according to various sort of tech sites, including CNET and Silicon Valley blog, well, and, and also French. the uh, Wall Street Journal. Oh, has it now been confirmed? Yeah, I, more... uh, I read that in the Wall Street Journal. Cool. Because this is from the other day when it was all just, you know, somewhere on the internet. YouTube has reached an agreement with Sony Pictures and other Hollywood studios to show full-length movies and television shows on their site. The idea is that they'll be separating off to a kind of a a professional area, one might call, from the other area full of kittens playing the theremin. Personally, I know which one I'm spending more time at. So the idea is that official there'll be ads on... The sort of official selections, Um, so there will be, it's a a plan to, you know, that revenue go back to the companies making the shows, Um, and presumably they'll be longer than 10 minutes per segment. I imagine it'll be the whole half hour. You could choose to watch.
0: Oh, so you, you wouldn't have to f- finish one and then find where part find two where part of two that is. I imagine John Stewart interview was.
2: And um, they join many other people who've already uh, formed agreements, including uh, MGM and the BBC.
0: Is anyone yeah. is anyone going to YouTube for these things though? I mean, for for BBC, uh, you'd go to iView for. Uh, well, curiously, though, the weird thing about the BBC is that there's a bunch of
2: stuff you can't you, you can only watch in the UK on the BBC's website, but they've also legally uploaded it to youtube so for example there, um, there are three sort of webisode elements for being human um which were were filmed in, and on the bbc website you can't watch them from outside the uk but you can go to youtube and google them and they're still up from bbc worldwide they're an official bbc so i'm not quite sure yeah, what, how that
0: works it's, a, it's it's very strange i don't think it does
2: and there's all there's already a bit of
1: a discontent around youtube about changes that have been made seemingly in preparation for this but uh, they're also talking about disney and um, Hulu, that uh, the user-generated content is being pushed to the side, and and uh, the main featured content on the homepage of YouTube is go- is all the the corporate Which is Big there, media there are, company.
0: There are other places now, Clips. though, for, for user-generated content. People will just go there. But
2: it, but it is curious, though, to, to see things like YouTube and eBay has been under the same criticism. This idea that that um, they start off being kind of yeah you know, for the people on the internet and free, and then they end up being actually with just another adjunct to serious companies that want to sell stuff. And, you know, it's kind of odd to see the internet sort of drifting back to the old school kind of ideas that it was supposedly freeing us all from.
0: And lastly, in the news, Brett. Uh, it has... Uh, uh, been... Go go with the foxtail thing. I think that's uh, the foxtail. Other oh, the Foxtel thing? Yeah, go with the Foxtel okay. thing. You don't want to do those couple of others? There's, there's others we can save for pork. Uh,
1: there has been confirmation that uh, Foxtel subscribers will be required to pay an additional fee if they wish to access the Vancouver Winter Olympics, which happens in 2010, uh, the rights of which Foxtel is sharing with the Nine Network um it would say, so, so be,
0: it, are there any details of, of how much extra why extra who's extra or, or is it? Um, is it going to be completely details?
1: separate... From from Foxtel, uh, Foxtel will broadcast the Olympics like you've never seen them before. We will explode out the choice of channels no, no, broadcasting no. Olympic events, enhance your engagement and enjoyment by providing a wide and rich range of constantly updating statistics, as well as letting <laughs> our customers watch one event while recording two others on their Foxtel IQ. Can I watch so, the nude? Th- so- all of this will be provided at a price that represents everything Absolutely great value. So it's going to be something tiny.
0: So the uh, the but but are they having like three separate channels dedicated to the Winter Olympics on top of their regular sports package? Uh, you don't have it, that information. It
2: doesn't uh, okay. go into that. Do I put coins on the top of my box just to keep it going? No, no that's I, I that's, I that's the got, vibrating you know. b- bed at the oh, motel. Okay,
0: at the motel. Yeah, mm. yeah, and that. Is the Box Cutters News.
1: Hi, I'm Tim Ferguson, and I listen, they listen, and you should listen to Box Cutters. They're sharp, they're small, and you
3: can take over your own jumbo jet with them.
0: And joining us in the Box Cutters studio now, we're so honoured to have Dan Illick and Mark Fennell from Massage My Medium.
4: Yay! Yay!
3: If an audience, studio audience were here, that's what they would sound like. That, right. that
0: is totally what they
3: would that's sound the
2: like. That's the most enthusiasm we've ever had from guests.
3: Oh, we can do more. Oh, Oh, yay! Yay! oh my
0: God! Oh, oh, it's such oh, a pleasure to oh, be I've yeah. got, I've got <laughs> dribble out of the orifices! What <laughs> the hell is that? Uh, that was
4: my enthusiasm going 140%. Right. I love that. Yeah. I, I love that. Can I have a tissue? So can I have a tissue? Uh, no, after. Okay. Just let it
0: dry. <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> Massage my medium it has been in the box cutters news in the in the past few months, uh, particularly with the freeview ad that listeners may have seen on YouTube. It was a, a piss take of the actual freeview ad. And actually, we
3: like to think that the Freeview ad, the original Freeview ad, was the piss take, because ours actually has more facts in it than <laughs> mm. uh, for If you've never seen the Freeview ad, basically it's this voiceover comes on and goes, brand new channels, all kinds of excitement. It's, it's going
4: to change the world.
3: <laughs> Which is, uh, what's the nice way of putting it? Uh, crap. Wrong. Crap, crap and crap. So wrong. So we yeah. decided we'd remake the, uh, the the ad and just put in some facts. And the amazing thing is, uh, there's this great website called idance.tv, which just collects amazing ideas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. mm. And he had it there in its entirety, high risk, so we downloaded it. Dan has this amazing friend uh, named Nikos. His
4: name's Nikos Andronicus, and he does every youth ad under the sun. Yes. Nokia, get your tickets now, Coca-Cola. <laughs> and so hey, you, want to get something cool?
3: So we got him to do uh, we got him do a voiceover, and the best part is on the freeview website they have the original track.
4: Yeah, that's right. They, Why they...
3: would you put that track there? Need... It's oh, so no. bad. I think
4: they put it there because they knew they needed publicity, and they thought, oh, we should put this track up here so people can make a spoof of our ad and have a clean track to make fun of it. <laughs> so that's what, so that that's was the, nice. that was the occasion. So one. it's
3: really basically entirely their own fault and we went, went ahead and made an ad and what happened was towards the end of the the first week of putting it up there we put it up and went ah that's we're feeling very proud of ourselves we kind of had what was it like 40, 40 hits uh, no, no, not to brag no no we, we, no, no, we, no, no, no. we only we,
4: we didn't have that many we only had about ten thousand hits and then and then uh, when freeview launched their lawyers and got Got, got them to take it off YouTube um, uh, and then proceeded to claim they didn't get and send their lawyers yeah. in to take it off YouTube. We went to the press because we have a few friends in the media. Yeah. And uh, then uh, that, ran, that story ran for a couple of days that uh, YouTube, <laughs> uh, that uh, Freeview effectively lied about taking the clip off YouTube. Then we got about 40,000 hits on the new version. So I
3: knew there was 40,000 involved at some point. Yeah, I yeah. had that number in my head, but I don't know why.
4: That's so, okay. How quickly did, uh, did people uh, take up the YouTube
0: video and start creating mirrors of it?
3: Um, it well, was the, that. It was that it initial day.
4: It was that initial day when when it got pulled. Yeah, because we we went straight to the media and said, "Oh, he's the he's the original link. Go 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 and stick it up." Now yeah. there, there's only a few mirrors because YouTube actually knows. When it's been duplicated, so you only kinda of get a couple go. But um, we, we stuck it up on break and daily motion and, and a whole bunch of other and Live Leak and a whole bunch of other websites. We as really well.
3: didn't have a lot to do that day, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the funny thing about it is that the, what happened was at the end of that week, uh, Ad News uh, ran a story that they were gonna stick their lawyers on us. And at this point I'm freaking out going ah, lawyers can't afford work for public broadcaster. Dan has been, uh, people have attempted to sue Dan. I Dan. have no
4: job, no life, no assets, There's so I'm quite happy to, sue. to be sued. <laughs> well uh, done, um, you. Um, thank you very much. The, the it's thi- it's th- how I roll. The
3: thing is, though, that they they, they, they hadn't set their lawyers on us at all. What, the ad News made a mistake, but by that point, the, the tech press had gone, ooh, sweet story, and they'd gone to it. By Monday, the thing had been pulled, and every and they basically just went to news.com.au, crikey, SMH, said nah. Didn't pull it. Had nothing to do with it. And of course, YouTube, you know, wanting to defend their honour, held a piece of paper going, oh, no, you pretty much did. Yeah, you did. You, you lied. So it was kind of, we've benefited from supremely poor management by them. But although they've shown nothing but supremely poor management preview, I have to say. Although we have sent an invite to Bron- Robin Parks, the CEO, to the show.
4: Did I just hear like a frog burp you did, uh, <laughs> or something?
3: <laughs> you did. Ti- tiny little frog burp. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, sorry. Tiny little frog burp happened. Yeah. My mistake. Oh, that's nice. It's, I'll put it back in my pocket. Thank you. The uh, <laughs> ah, it's on my lap. <laughs> Sorry. So the show, massage my medium. Now, now I'm not very happy with the concept because the concept is television and why it's crap.
3: No, 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 no. no.
4: If I may, Mark, uh, uh, the show <laughs> is not really about why TV is crap. Mark and I don't think TV is crap. We, we love, love TV. TV. We love TV. I uh, can
3: even say it and use them. One, two, three. We love, love TV. TV.
4: We don't like Channel 9's use of the words "we love TV," but um, we love, we love TV. It's just um, insulting, really. You know, we like Deadwood. We like The Wire. We like we like Thirty Rock. We like we like, all, we like all the great shows that are on TV. But what's what's sad is that the TV networks are dying. And so what this show is is in fact a, is a show all about um, how television networks are dying and uh, and how quite possibly content creators and, and awesome people who make those TV shows can potentially make money and continue making content in the future.
0: So it's more like a, an instructional uh, comedy festival uh
4: It's a comedic lecture. It's a 50-minute comedic lecture all about the death of television and the birth of TV online, yeah. It's a,
0: it, it, it's a fascinating topic and it's, it's one that uh, we talk about a lot because obviously we, we do a, a podcast about television, but then at what point does television stop being television? If we're watching it on YouTube, is it still television? Charlie well, Brooker
2: has talked about the, the fact that we need a, a word soon to, to designate television <laughs> the thing we talk about as opposed to television, the box we watch it on, because he hates the word content. He feels that's a... That's, it's a bit, bit vague, isn't a
4: bit, it? it? It's a bit clinical. It doesn't really kind of give you... It's got no heart, content. Content mm. is something that is... that Content is something that TV... Uh, Executives put on TV in order to lure you to watch ads. That's what content <laughs> is. And that's what it, that's how it's used in the world of media. We need a good bit of content here. Yeah, yeah, that'll get people watching. And so, I mean, sure, it's going to work in, in a similar sort of way online, but um, but con, yeah, yeah, yeah. L- let's sit down and watch some content. It doesn't have the doesn't same. Really record, yeah. Did I mean, you see that content yeah. last night? Yeah, yeah, that content oh, was, was amazing. I've got a great bit of content for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you'd only hear that around the advertising world.
3: It'll become one of those anarch- uh, kind of. Uh, what's the word? Anachronistic terms. You know, people say tune into the radio. Nobody tunes into the radio. They've got bloody presets. It's one of those. We'll probably stick with calling it television. We'll just be watching television on the internet. Although this is the show about... This is the radio show about television on the internet. So we're all using anachronistic terms here. Aren't is aren't we? There, is there
2: not a concern, though, that... Um like, we've all come, we've all expect stuff for free now. Like, you know, yeah. I expect my television to come free through the magic wires to my computer, and I don't expect to see the ads or pay anyone for it. I mean, are there really ways in which people can still make something as expensive as Buffy or The Wire
4: and...
3: One word. T-shirts, merchandise. <laughs>
4: ah. This is a secret here. Now, this is all going to be in our show, but we'll give you a little taste of kind of uh, this whole new thing that something Le- Lawrence Lessig, um, uh, professor, genius, copyright uh, crusader, has kind of coined this term, the hybrid economy, where people are paying for digital bits with atoms. So they pay for atoms to support their their artwork, pretty much. And so you've got what you've got is um, oh, I'll give you the example that we use in our show, which is you know the Beach Bro t-shirt a uh, you YouTube might.
3: video of this uh, this kind of kiwi uh, kiwi whale kind of sitting down. Uh, he's been beached on a, on a on a on a shore, he's like, "Man, I'm beach bro. I'm totally beach bro." Anyway,
4: now those guys, that's have my the, the, worst
3: <laughs> worst New Zealand accent ever. That was terrible. That was the best Spanish I've ever. Yeah, ever. <laughs> uh, you
4: yeah so spin-off. you
3: could do Spanish beach bro anyway.
4: You could, you could do a spit off. Uh, so that that t shirt, that 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 YouTube video has received four four and a half million hits online. It's a big, big online hit, and those guys started selling t shirts through their cafe press store. Now we won't tell you the final figure what they ended up with once they sold it to Supre, but I can tell you during the growth phase of their cafe press store, they were selling around forty thousand t forty thousand dollars worth of t shirts um, a week.
3: You can find out the exact number by coming to you our shop. Come show, to our shop. But ah. the point is. It's very, very obvious you can make a show on the kind of money that they're making from that. Now, the jump to whether or not that will work for kind of long-form television, we've yet to see it. Yeah, like but The it's Wire. An, yeah. I can't imagine them rushing out for it. But know. it's got to happen at some point, and that's that's our theory. We think that at some point it has to happen because the way it's going at the moment, there's no alternative. You know, TV networks as a, as a business, as an economy, just simply does not work, and it's falling apart. And what you have is this kind of this downward slump, and gradually, as we work out new ways of working out how to make money from the net you're going to get this rise but at the moment you've got one dipping and one rising and neither of them are quite meeting together at the moment so it's, it's an interesting time to be talking about TV because the future is really really uncertain And humorous if you come to our show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing the worst (laughs) plugs ever, man. (laughs) I love it. You guys were also selling
2: T-shirts from your uh, from the ad from the freeview parody. You can get your own motherfucking question time T-shirt. Yeah, you can
4: can certainly do that, and you can get them from cafepress.com. Slash massage my media. Were they were they flown off the shelves? Have you? uh... They have literally flown off the shelves. There there has been literally 11 sales.
3: (laughs) 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 No, no, no the head of uh, the head of uh, arts and entertainment at the ABC has one. Actually, contacted me on Twitter. Went, it arrived really promptly. It's a good fit. It's good quality. I'm really impressed. So, there you go.
4: (laughs) Thank you, Courtney Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) Give us a shot. Never mind. (laughs) The
0: the thing about uh, You mentioned The Wire, John. And I think the thing about The Wire and how uh, a lot of networks are looking to make money now is through DVD sales. Mm. So, clearly, the show needs to be good in order to sell more than just a T-shirt. The Wire
3: to- is an interesting example, though, because The Wire never made any money for HBO. Like, the, the the thing is, The Wire, once it's ended, has become this big kind of pop-cultural mm. event. But, for you know, for a long time, it wasn't getting the numbers that HBO wanted it to, but HBO continued making it because they thought it was important, but- which is amazing, but most other organisations aren't going to do that. We've been very lucky that HBO persisted with The Wire, and since then it's become... You know this kind of pop cultural event that everyone has to watch. Ex- Which, by they, the way, I haven't started yet. They it's they didn't commitment. do
0: that. They didn't do that with Carnival. They didn't do that no. <laughs> uh, with uh, uh, Deadwood. No, either.
3: Deadwood kind of died an unusual and suddenly abrupt death, didn't it? Yeah. And then we got John from Cincinnati. Still yeah. working that one out. Let's, uh, let's, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so. you, uh, Brett, you were a fan of Jonathan from Cincinnati. I was until that last episode, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Very, very oh, big very disappointment. Confused, and then that there was nothing explained beyond that.
3: Yeah. It was like David yeah. Lynch without the rest of David Lynch. As I actually exactly. liken
0: the, uh, the, the last episode of Jump from Cincinnati to the last episode of The Prisoner.
3: I've never seen the last episode of the Prison. I'm oh, fascinated. get out! No, get out! Young person, remember? No, um, okay.
2: It is available apparently on shiny discs. <laughs> can it's
3: also available time. on the interwebs as well. <laughs>
4: Mark has seen the last episode of High Five, though, so that is really... Yeah. Uh, and yeah. they
3: all died! Who saw that
4: one coming? That was just bizarre. Is
3: High Five ever actually going to end? Is it just going to be this thing that keeps on going? It's going to be like it ER, is. where they just replace the cast? Well, did, yeah. you, did you
2: hear a couple of weeks ago we, we announced they finally finished making Power Rangers, a show that no one was aware they were oh, really? still filming? That's up the until second time I've though.
3: had that reaction, because when they finally axed Baywatch, I was like, really? Didn't that end... 10 years ago? No, you,
0: you were thinking of Baywatch Nights. Yeah, Baywatch Nights. <laughs>
3: Baywatch, Nights. Baywatch I, Nights was cool in a weirdly anachronistic kind I was, of way. I've just, I've just seen a,
0: a poster in the toilets here. We're, we're recording this at Joy FM. And there's a, a poster for Yo Gabba Gabba doing oh. a live show. In Australia Yo Gabba, they, Gabba is They're huge They're huge Yo Gabba, Gabba is It's fantastic But I want to go I'm not
4: even going to Feign ignorance here okay. <laughs> uh, Gabba But Gabba I had no idea I, I The most no uh, disturbing
3: show I've ever seen In my life A friend of mine
2: Recently gave birth So she was saying She was doing research About she might show To her kids And she found Yo Gabba Gabba And she said Basically if D. Light Decided to make a TV show Now <laughs> For kids That yeah. really is for Guys who took too many drugs In nightclubs oh, In the sorry. late 90s it and makes
3: teletubbies look really demure. It's cool. Mm. It's really great. All right, uh, there, there's lots I'll of Google dancing. Um, anyone who's ever seen the, the great American TV show The Soup with oh. Joel McHale, he oh. has to he. Uh, that was how I got introduced to that show. He, he used to make fun of that kid who used to dance. It was this lovely little Chinese kid who used to do these amazing dances against the uh, the coloured background. And I went, okay, that's a show I need to watch because initially I thought he was just spoofing it. And then I, you know, went. <laughs> I can't believe I downloaded a whole episode of Yo Gabba Gabba. I twenty three. You
2: guys are the most visual people we've ever had on the show as well. There's, <laughs> been, there's been a lot, of, lot of arms, a lot of movement. It's a, for the, people actually watching on the, the video podcast, podcast. Yes! We've, we've, there, had, there, we've had that fed there into is joy. No, Well, so if it it you look at this
4: diagram I've podcast. made, uh, comparing <laughs> <laughs> us to some of your other, pod, <laughs> your other guests, uh, we kind of sit about here on the axis. Uh, of course, that's another visual joke. Uh, that's a hypothetical visual yeah, there, joke yeah. too. There is Dan, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but there is no video podcast. Oh, uh, sorry. God damn it. So they,
0: they keep thinking there is. Where is your imaginary camera this week, Brett? We can all set box
2: kind of guys. Guys. slash blog.
0: Right, of and, uh, that, that one there is
1: on you. No, there. And this is uh showing my my lovely thick head of hair. Oh, they're wonderful. um,
0: it's the, luscious. The, they're luscious. I tell fire you. sprinklers. No Yeah, yeah, yeah No, Josh Yeah, they are No, they're, no, no they're If there's a fire, those things will spurt water Interview, Act- oh. interview. Actually, actually, oh. actually
4: <laughs> during uh, during Mardi Gras season, they rain men uh, We're recording this at the Joy FM studio So that's uh, There we
3: go, the a Tree Joy FM gay joke We knew it happened eventually
4: Our guests
0: are uh, Mark Fennell and uh, Dan Illich See, I almost went Illich then. It's, all, it's confusing. What happened
4: was during the high school days, people didn't know how to spell my name or, or say my name correctly, which is the traditional way, Illich. Uh, so I went along the lines of anglicising my name for everyone at home. So I, I, I went Illich, and everyone has been successful at it since. Now, it's only since moving to Melbourne has this become the biggest deal <laughs> ever. Uh, everyone's like, "Oh my God! What if you? You've butchered your surname, Illich yeah. Illich, uh, Island. Uh, you're a traitor to your I, family. I no, uh, it's not. You, killing your you, culture. But you could really, f- you could, you could forgive me for doing that uh, during the mid '90s when there was a civil war and the Serbs were killing everybody inside. Uh, I just didn't want to get bashed for a long time. I just said I was Portuguese to get away with it. <laughs> <You do laughs> because actually, because everyone likes chili burgers
0: <laughs> now." Uh, you both uh, you both are involved in television as well, Mark. You're with uh, Triple J TV. Exciting uh, television ex- that it is. Exciting television that it is. And Dan, you've done work on Rove, is that right? Uh, no, I've done no.
4: work on um, The Mansion. I directed the, ah, the, the I last series of The Mansion. Um, I've just did a pilot for Channel Ten called This Week in Shorts that we uh, we we sneaked online. Uh, I did uh, Ronnie Johns half hour. I've even produced one episode of G- Gorilla Gardeners. Uh, I've done producing on Bondo Rescue. I've done. I've done. I've
3: I've done a lot.
4: I've done a lot. A lot of TV. Employ
3: him, seriously. <laughs> employ him now.
4: Yeah, I will need a job next week yeah. when festival's over. Should we also mention that
2: Mark killed the movie show?
3: Oh! Yay! Yeah, <laughs> okay.
0: Now, m- <laughs> Mark like and I, get I get have... Sorry, that as that as as was hard. the discussion
2: we were going to have before yeah. the show, which we didn't have, yeah. wasn't it?
0: Mark and I have actually had this discussion, <laughs> okay, and it turns uh, out that Mel Cunabone killed the, the movie show, <laughs> okay, and, let, uh, and let Mark let was just an innocent bystander.
3: I was an innocent bystander. We were, okay, I should explain this, right? Um, Dan, between the two of us, between the two of us, we've worked in across all uh, free-to-air television. In addition to all that stuff, Dan has also worked at Seven and Nine and a bit of Foxtel, and I obviously I work for the ABC now. But before that, as you mentioned, I worked for SBS. Now, when David and Margaret left, uh, I was kind of called up by a I was I was eighteen. I was working in community radio and uh, at FBI in Sydney. The amazing Dad's FBI. Dan's moving away from Yeah, that. I know. Well, I'm toxic. Sorry. All right. I feel like I, feel
4: like I, need, I, feel like I need to interject at some point <laughs> okay. in this microphone. Okay. So what
3: happened was, I was 18, I signed my contract, and I'd been doing movie reviews for for FBI for a while, and... Shut the hell up, Outland Institute! <laughs> um, <laughs>
4: uh, he'd also done a lot of finger painting yeah. for FBI as well, which is really great, and anyway, played in Play-Doh. So
3: That's they cool. had six weeks to turn around the show, and they had me, uh, Megan Spencer, uh, Finella Kernobone, both of whom were at Triple J, and a lovely guy named Jamie Leonardo. What they did was they hired four people who'd never done TV before, hired a bunch of producers, all of which had a different idea of what kind of show they wanted, and then they kind of... Any time any of us would write a script... They'd rewrite it four times before you went to camera. So the thing you ended up presenting was not what you kind of had in mind
0: yeah but that's the channel 7 way yeah
3: (laughs) Uh, it was also the sbs way look it was it was it was good in the sense that it kind of you know i was they didn't know how old i was was the other thing i I signed my contract when i was 18 the day we were unveiled to press was my 19th birthday and i went into you know makeup that way whoa we're gonna be on tv and i went hey it's my birthday and the producer went oh that's great how old you are how old are you thinking i was 23 or something and she went and i went oh i'm 19 and she went pink and then blue, and then green. And she went, oh, it's okay, we'll call it The Young Movie Show. And it was kind oh, of... I,
2: it- I'm curious, though, you, you go into a show which, you know, two of of... of- Australia's most loved presenters Ignorance have, have is the answer to out. that question Well I was curious I mean because was there I would have thought there'd be quite a toxic atmosphere or at least a, a, a fearful atmosphere but were you just unaware
3: Well no What I actually think there is actually space on television for two kinds of movie shows and I think that show should have been completely different it should have been out of the studio it should have been doing something that didn't replicate what David and Margaret did and what they do better than anyone Like, and let's be honest David and Margaret are, are lovely people I see them all the time they're really really friendly they were so nice to us when we started that show they had no reason to be. But the reality is they do something that they've been, you know, kind of cultivating for decades. And if you watch their earlier episodes, oh, they're bad. I've seen them. They're in the archives. But but they've, uh. they've, they've, they've built something that's entirely them, and it's beautiful what they do. And really replicating it is a mistake, and it was a mistake. And I think the the other thing is you could talk to anyone who worked on that show, and everyone will tell you that it was not... A fun experience. There was a lot of kind of political pressure from SBS because it was a big, it was a big defection. And you know, here were these young people who kind of came in, and everyone had a different style, and it wasn't quite working. And they they tinkered with it a lot. But by the time <laughs> they ushered us, all, all of us in the in the in the in the team to the most furthest back room at that SBS in SBS Radio, <laughs> no one goes there. <laughs> um, and, and we walked in there and went, "We've never been to this part of the building before." Oh yeah, we're being axed. And so they, they pulled us in the room, and went. Yeah, yeah, we're resting the show. Luckily, though, they tried another uh, version after us, which lasted even less time.
1: Did they? Did they actually try to shift it to an online kind of only
2: presence?
3: They That's did, and nice. actually, what SBS has now is just a website, um, and not a particularly bad one. I think I've seen worse. Yeah,
2: w- Wikipedia claims the show still exists. Yeah, I know. A, as an online, I have resisted entity. the temptation
3: to go in and change. That. <laughs> but it was
1: always strange how they they kind of kept you separate from from the other three. Yeah, you were, you were doing DVD
3: yeah, reviews with really big hair. Um, Nothing wrong with big hair. (laughs) No, there is not, Josh. Hey, guys, it was
4: 2004. (laughs) Everyone had big hair then.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in some ways I feel like that's actually... Protected me from some of the hate, and there was a lot of hate. I think the the SBS forums are, have permanently kind of built me kind of an internet callus. I think uh. I, I logged on one day and somebody said, "Who is that fuzzy haired abo?" I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "This is the SBS forums. <laughs> That's wrong on like four different levels."
4: It, it's... Fuzzy hair? It was probably some spick
3: <laughs> Yeah, and it was you know like I was. I think I was protected from a, like the other guys were really, really supremely hated, and I was hated. A lot too Don't get me wrong And this is the thing I don't blame people For disliking me Because of that show Or disliking any of us Because of that show Because none of us Liked it that much anyway It was fun in the beginning When you didn't know What was good TV But then after a while You go Oh no this is bad It was just very It was really um, oh, what's the word uh, stoic And lacking in character And personality Which is what TV's all about You know da- People tune into David and Margaret Because they know There's a subtext there That they might actually be having sex Not because they're interested in mo- <laughs> No I'm <kidding>. uh-huh. <laughs> Oh god that- This is gonna get back to but the But
0: uh, the uh- <laughs> No they're lovely people And they're awesome And oh, But but what they, what they did with that movie show and Dan, we will get back to your
4: career <laughs> shortly. No, I'm no. sorry. Dan. I, I don't have when a career. That's, that, I don't have a career to ruin sorry. right now. The only person who's got a career in this room is is, is trying his best just <laughs> to <laughs> not have one by the end of this. Oh, God.
0: God, God. But it, was,
4: <laughs> it was so similar to what they
0: did. At, the reason I say it's the Channel 7 way, it's so similar to what they did at Let Loose Live, mm. which was... get a, talking about comedy now. Dan, come to the mic. Yeah, a, a, <laughs> a bunch a bunch of talented people Uh, who were thrown into a room together, who had never worked together before, uh, with uh, producers who had never worked together before. Nobody had any single idea on what the show was supposed to be. And then suddenly they had to go to air.
3: Yeah, it it was actually, that's not a bad analogy, I don't think. The difference is that, Uh, Let Loose Life was kind of mercifully yanked after an episode, where in actual fact it probably should have been left on air a couple of weeks to see if they could work it out, because as you say, they were talented people. Mm -hmm. We were left to Dangle for two years of confusing, confusing television. Two years? Two years, we were on there for two years. (laughs) It was two whole freaking years. (laughs) Paid rent for a while, it was good.
0: Dan, you you mentioned The the Mansion, which was a, a great show on Comedy Channel last year.
4: Yeah, we uh, got we got rested as well. We're still resting, actually. Yeah, because it
0: was it was <laughs> hard work, so you need a long Re- rest.
4: Oh yeah, satirical news, fast turnaround, doesn't get repeated. So you know, <laughs> we're just still we're still resting.
0: <laughs> uh, that's it's really strange because with uh, with the comedy channel, how does that? How do they gauge number of uh, of viewers? How do they work out how? Uh, you know, how, how does Something like the mansion get arrested, yet they continued to uh, to hire
4: Cameron Knight for three years. <laughs> <The> <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh, he looks handsome. He's 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 a cheap rove. <laughs> he's a cheap rove. Hey, um. I don't know. I don't really know the ins and outs of the politics, but I know you guys rate three thousand an episode, and we did about the same. So <laughs> <laughs> clearly, uh, clearly, we probably deserve to be arrested. But that's but
1: about a quarter of uh, the, the total uh, Foxtel audience. Fox tell audience. Yeah, it
4: you know, is. No, what they really want you to rate for forty thousand. We're doing we're doing around ten thousand an episode. So, uh, and I, I think uh, American Rosso is killing it. I think they're doing it about did they're doing about fifty thousand an episode. So, in terms of big marquee, big production shows, they'd rather be putting in their resources into a show like American Russo, and that you know that's fine and the other thing about the comedy channel is that um, they want to make shows that they can show again and really topical jokes of that week's news just doesn't doesn't even um, doesn't even come on the radar so they can't there's no there's no long tail for them they can't actually put they just can't actually put that on again and 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 fill up fill up programming because it just won't work for them it's such a shame
0: because it was it was that kind of uh, brave comedy that could only
4: really happen on cable. Yeah, Michael uh, and Charlie... Or McAuliffe. Like, that's... Yeah. That's pretty much it. Michael and Charlie are great, and with the direction of the showrunner Paul Horan, who is at Roving and now um was was great it was an amazing experience and it was a really close team and we really had a great time putting it together so like it wasn't it was probably totally the opposite experience of let loose live where it was a whole bunch of people who had new, who kind of know have known each other for a little bit um, coming together to produce something that, that they really enjoyed doing so um but you know it's you know it's just one of those things it's TV TV baby TV yeah. yeah and and Paul Horan is is great
0: on uh, on bringing a concept together as well he uh, worked at, at uh, roving when they did uh, when Hamish and Andy did uh, Real Stories, yeah, yeah, uh, he was um, he yeah. he
4: directed Real Stories for I think, them. I think he, I think the technical t- technical term was he came in to save Real Stories uh, for Rovik, and I think he did a really good he, job. He of did it. A, he did a fantastic job. So,
0: yeah. you know,
4: yeah, and he's pro-
0: props to Paul Horan. I think that's what that's what the take home <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, the take home message
4: is props to Paul Horan. He's done a tremendous job. That's he, an in joke. He has for anyone who knows Paul Horan.
0: Dan, Dan Illick and Mark Finnell, you are appearing in Massage My Medium at. Rosati's in Melbourne.
4: Yeah, at uh, Arthur's Bar at Rosati's, which is a little little function room underneath Rosati Restaurant. What
0: times you show? Eight fifteen. And tickets at
4: Ticketmaster? Yeah, tickets at Ticketmaster. And we should mention who's... We've got some special guests coming on the show, which is awesome. Tuesday night, we've, which is tomorrow night, we've got Will Anderson. He's going to be our special guest. Um, Wednesday night, we've got Glenn Robbins, Uncle Arthur. He's coming on. That'll be awesome. As Uncle Arthur? Uh, not as Uncle Arthur, as, as Glenn Robbins. Because he <laughs> broke his ankle recently. Yeah, he broke his ankle about 10 weeks ago in the pool. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think he's okay now. He's, he's back on his feet. He's, <laughs> he's back directing, um, thank God you're here. Uh, and then we have Jeff Stilson uh, coming on on Friday or Thursday. Then we've got um, Ed Cavalli on Friday, Saturday. I don't think we've got anyone yet. Uh, and <coughs> d- uh, uh, <laughs> subtle uh, Josh, <laughs> uh, subtle Josh, very subtle. And then Sunday we've got Dicko, which will be great. So we've got all we've got these all all these. In inverted comedy celebrities. In <laughs> it's,
3: it's a very like. There's lots of uh, video mashups, and we recreate scenes from TV shows. It's very, very involved. There's lots of video elements. It's a, it's a strangely unusual show. Put it that way. Well,
0: uh, we, we look forward to it, and uh, we'll uh, rip the crap through it next week. <laughs> <on Box Cutters>. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Oh, it was a pleasure. pleasure.
4: Thanks, guys.
1: This is Marie Cardi and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness, box cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, slings and arrows is a Canadian show that uh, has come to us through the lovely people at DV One, who have uh, have given us the it's, DVD. It's, set. it's actually a DVD with a cover and a, it's got a booklet. Can I just point
2: this out? It's been so long since I've been a booklet in a DVD, especially here. And and the booklet beautifully designed. Yeah,
0: it's it's made to look like a, a copy of playbill,
2: a th- yeah, like a theatre program. And it even it's to the point of when it tells you who all the actors are, it lists all the theatre shows they've done first, and oh. then puts the film and you afterwards. It's See, like a, that's nice.
0: nice. Tells, tell us what Slings and Arrows
2: is about, John. Slings and Arrows is it's a six part, I believe. Um, mm. I'm going to say dramedy or comma, a um, a comedy drama. It's, it's I think so, Brett didn't you like Coma or was that Ross? It's a coma. Camoma. It's a six-part <laughs> Komoma set in a new Burbage. It's, it's kind of interesting because it's based on... A, which is a fictional town. A fictional town, but it's based on a real thing in, in Canada, which is, a, I believe, Stratford, Ontario, has which a, a six-month theater, theatre festival. Kind of festival. So um, it's like having a repertory theatre company who do classic works. And um, and it basically, it starts off with uh, the latest show, which is uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, and the director, the, the head of the, the company who's directed it, um, dies and it's kind of about the there was a triangle between him, um, uh, another actor who went mad while playing Hamlet, and the uh, the leading lady that um, that that sort of the three of them were, were linked together. Uh, it's a bit vague to try and describe this, but uh, it's kind of yeah. And, and once the once the director dies, he sort of hangs around as a kind of spirit figure in a slightly Randall and Hopperkirk deceased esque way. Uh, and and Paul Gross plays the actor who comes in to then take over as the as the director in charge Jeffrey of the Tennant, company. Who, who
1: we're also seeing uh, trying to defend uh, a uh, another theatre company that has premises that they can't pay the rent on because they don't uh, they don't uh, do the same kind of mainstream type uh, productions as uh, the the central. Theatre company yes. does, and so it's it's pushing it, and so they don't get the audiences, and they don't make the money.
2: Now, I've got to say, uh, as a Canadian production, this is this is a pretty all star cast um, of, of Canadians. If you're into the Canadian, um, there's definitely Paul Gross from most famously from Due South, yes. Which interesting conversation now, house where Chris kept going, oh, that's that guy from Due South. Going, Paul Gross. It's not Paul Gross. It's oh, Paul Gross. You that's not Paul Gross. Oh, it's Paul Gross. So definitely Paul Gross. It definitely definitely is because we checked the box. Uh, Paul Gross The, the box that the show came in the, the show came um, in course, Thanks to it, the people at DV1 At DV1 Luckily you
1: had the box Because you don't have the internet I know so I don't have the internet So I had to watch In the
2: physical copy yes. Don McKellar Who um, who, uh, A fantastic actor um, And writer And director uh, He directed last night a Fabulous film He, he co-wrote uh, 32 films like uh, 32 short films Back then Gould Uh, Mark McKinney doesn't actually come into it until episode uh, end of episode two, I think, or beginning of episode three. But yeah, Uh, Mark McKinney from Kids in the Hall, um, amazing Canadian sketch comedy troupe, who actually co-wrote and co-created this. Okay, yeah. Um, So yeah, uh, a huge list of names. Um, I thought it looked lovely. Uh, I've got to say, I I I I had lots of time for the show, even though it's kind of got these really (laughs) obvious faults in it. Partly that. It seemed to have almost too much in it. I felt like the first episode sets up, you know, here is the town, here is the theater festival, here is these great characters, and, and you know, I do apologize, I am going very blank on everyone's names, don't. I? Um, but, but 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 it is very big. It's very broad. Well, this is and this is this is my problem actually with it because I thought it. I thought Paul Gross as as Jeff Tennant and um, Stephen uh, Wimet, who plays Oliver Wells, who's the, the the, the man I thought they were lovely and quite believable. And I certainly believe them. And it was actually more just there are some minor characters who are playing it in a much broader comedic style, including, oddly enough, uh, Mark McKinley, who, um, you yeah, know, being the co-creator, co-writer, it's kind of odd to go, I don't think you're quite right in this. But um, uh, Mark McKinley and also Sean, is it Cullen? I Sean, Sean, Sean Cullen, yeah. who was uh, oh, Dan, Dame Sybil Thorndike, and, and Corky and, and the, the juice, juice Pigs. So, yeah, you yeah, know, a, a common... Um, visitor to our shores.
0: Hey, it hasn't come in a long time. But he used to
2: come a lot Yes, the Comedy Festival. Um, look, yeah, I, I've got to say, I really enjoyed this program. And even though I kept going, you've got too much going on, there's too much in the plot. This, it seemed to keep throwing more things in, going, oh, here's this Hollywood actor who they've got to play Hamlet simply because he's
1: famous. But you he's, know. he's talked about from the outset.
2: He is, but Morty was, was just like, they kept throwing more and more stuff in. Mark McKinney's character, who's actually a um, uh, uh, financial sort of... Wizkid, he's, he's the one who looks after the finances and is a bit annoyed about, about the art He's kind, of, he's kind of the
1: CEO, whereas, whereas we're, we're looking at the main characters as uh, the artistic directors. The artist directors.
2: He kind of has a whole storyline and one point goes off to Toronto. Although I, I must, have, I did find that hilarious that um, the woman who, who's part of a company who provide the money to get them going... One of the sponsors. Well, well, the main she, sponsor. She yeah. takes him away to see Mamma Mia and he comes out going, oh, I didn't know. Theatre could just be enjoyable. You can just <laughs> actually enjoy... Oh, it's fun. Who would have thought? And I actually thought that was hilarious. Um yeah i really really enjoyed this, and even though I thought it slightly uneven
0: in tone i i had I had a a whole heap of fun See, f- for me it just seemed messy and i i mean i I watched this i think six months ago yeah. uh so it 's not very fresh in my memory, but what I do remember is that it seemed very messy, and none of the characters were uh sympathetic oh really yeah
2: that 's the way i because that's the weird thing. Because I actually, I, I actually had a problem with it killing off the artistic director in the first episode. Because I loved him. I actually had such I, look, I love stories about failure. <laughs> I really enjoy failure, and I really enjoy you know kind of artistic failure as a storyline. I think it's great and lost opportunities. And and that character, um, he's such a, a wonderful. This is a great thing. He knows his production of, of Midsummer Night's Dream is just nothing. Like he's aware. And there's this lovely scene where he's sitting with the um, the, the security guard, I think, and they're watching on a monitor. He goes, it's terrible, isn't it? The security guard goes, it has very high production values, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. I just thought that was the most lovely way you can say, it's a bit nothing. And
1: j- did you say you've only seen two episodes? Yeah, yeah I've, um, I've only seen two. through, I, I think, Rule of Three, um, <laughs> because the first couple of episodes, I, was, it, I wasn't I was sold on it. The first one was um, kind of all over the place. And then then once Paul... Gross got involved in it, um, and and he kind of took up that position, it was at that point that it got rolling for me. And the third but episode I, was I, what really... I actually went in. the other then, way. Then I couldn't stop watching.
2: Because I thought this was, I thought this actually confounded the rule of three, because to me, it kind of still feels like it doesn't quite know what it's doing. For a six-part series, it did seem weird that even the third episode seemed to not quite sure which element it's most interested in. I oh I've got to also I missed the whole fact that, that the actual storyline echoes Hamlet in itself, which is probably pretty obvious, but it didn't occur to me until and the, i went on Wikipedia. The and, a, home and, the, and the ghost of the father yeah. And, and yeah.
1: Um but the But I mean it's also strange that, that Paul Gross is, is uh playing this character with the ghost of the the previous artistic director uh in his ear yes. and, and like really distracting him from, from trying to do interviews and, and stuff like but that. But I
2: actually thought the first episode was the best one. I actually thought to me that was, that was the most coherent and, and, and to me, yeah, the, the most solid. And I was actually slightly disappointed with the other two that they seemed to me messier than than the first one. I actually, yeah, enjoyed the first one a lot. Although I think episode three has a moment which I thought was just a beautiful moment TV in which Paul Grosser's character who's the artistic director who's refusing to direct Hamlet because it's, it's too much and he went mad you know doing it and um, he's going what else have you I got think- uh, acting and they're going, oh, we've got this terrible thing where you you take corporate types and you teach them management skills based on the characters from Shakespeare. That's dreadful. I'll do that. <laughs> and there's this lovely scene where um, he's got like the guy from accounts mm, and he's mm. trying to get him to do the the tomorrow and, and, tomorrow and, and speech. like
1: explains to him what the what what his uh, inspiration is is for the scene, and he takes it and he. He's really good, awesome and, it, one, and yeah. it's
2: a lovely scene because it shows why this man loves theater. It shows what theater can do. It shows why other people love theater, and it was it was such a beautiful tiny moment. And I kind of thought, look, yeah, really, I've just for that moment, I'm, I've enjoyed the show enough to, to definitely stick with it. There are three series of it apparently, um, with the second and third looking at Macbeth and what are the other Shakespeare? I can't it is, but each of them tries to to use the play as a kind of wrap around. Mm-hmm. Construct as well.
0: Well, um, I've, uh, I've, I've put a link to the uh, first season uh, to the uh, Amazon US store, which you can buy uh, through <laughs> our website, uh, and that will get us some money to the, help us keep making this show.
2: And if you can buy in Australia, of course, you could buy it from the, uh, the DV1 company. Yes, you can. Hurrah. There's also a Brazilian version, apparently. There's actually a Brazilian right. one called Sound and Fury. Which um, obviously Macbeth was was there. Which I I think I would love the Brazilian one even more than the Canadian one because I imagine it would be quite hysterical.
1: No, I was going to say before that uh, I found interesting that uh, Paul Gross with the the ghost of the previous artistic director was was uh, like an echo of of what was going on in Due South where he was playing the Mountie with his dead father's ghost. Um, giving you information in i I read that
2: online. I, I only barely remembered yourself. I did not remember there being a dead father. Was that an ongoing... His father fa- dies
1: in the pilot. But he's always he gets, there. gets shot, and that's why he goes to Chicago, because he finds out that it, that there were a bunch of uh, Chicago people in the area who'd been flown in to go shooting um, and figured it must be one of them and um, asked for the, the posting down in Chicago. I, I happen to be watching the... Uh, First half of the pilot this morning. <laughs> 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 All right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and I actually picked up the entire skein of uh, G Souths um, when we were talking about middleman, and that was reminding right. me of that. Yes. And it was great to to be together. He's go lovely there. in this.
2: Paul Gross
0: is just fantastic. I mm, think. In, in... And I don't think he's aged seventeen years between this and that. So that's uh, slings and arrows. So it should be available at your local DVD store, courtesy of DV One. Thank you so much. I think we've said that enough now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can so you can find that. It's called Slings and Arrows. Uh, the complete first season is out now.
4: God, that's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible. I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. God.
0: Brett, you have some crap TV that you've been itching to get off your chest for a while. Yeah, it's uh, it's just something
1: small, but uh, it's something that, uh, that's noticeable and uh, not done particularly well. The David Letterman Show is uh, broadcast on the 10 network and uh, comes from CBS over there. Mm-hmm. For some reason, uh, Channel 10 doesn't get a clean, watermark-free uh, feed. Yeah, Channel Nine never oh, did either. The show, so it's it, so it's got the uh, CBS watermark there, uh, which tend, uh, I guess just a couple of months ago decided that they had an issue with because you, you did have the uh, the circular Ten logo um, and the circular CBS logo watermarks next to each other, but um, now it's not so much a watermark as a, a black smudge a black background, yellow 10 logo on it that they try to place so that it covers the CBS logo, but it's never quite on, so you still get to see it. And, and when, they, uh, when they fade out the watermark, or the, the what do you call a watermark that's gone solid?
0: Uh, it's a stamp. stamp.
1: The, uh, the visual it's, pollution. It's a stamp. On the screen. Uh, it's a scratch and sniff. When Channel 10 uh, fade out the 10 one to go to an ad, uh, the CBS one there remains And uh, that's crap
0: Well, I, I, I think the original theory behind the watermark was that people switching channels When television stopped having actual channels that you pressed a button And you could see a channel on the Oh, what channel am I on? Well, the television says that it's on 10 Okay, we must be on channel 10 when television stopped having that physical representation...
1: They always had the display button on the remote, though.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, but people don't know how to use remote controls. You know that, Brett. You know that as, as, as much as anybody. People generally don't learn remotes, how to use yes. their remote controls. They can't, they can't program a video recorder, but they can use a remote. No, no flipping. The, uh, it, anyway, so, so they started putting the watermark on so that people would know what station they were on at any, at any one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe Channel 10 thought... If there's the CBS logo and the Channel 10 logo, what yeah. if people think that they're watching CBS? They think they're in America. Yeah. They'll get confused. It's just going to confuse the audience. That's I think that's why they've done it. My problem with the show is that it has David
2: Letterman on it. I, see, so if they, if they could just superimpose something over him. I can't even believe we're friends. I find Letterman fine. Uh, like a sock puppet. Just superimposed over the top of Letterman. Paul Schaefer's been annoying me recently. <laughs> just recently?
1: Yeah, <laughs> just recently. I think he's got worse. Like, since, since he's uh, started uh, having some input into the, the... He's always had input. A lot more so in the last six months, though, I think. Anyway. That's... Yeah. Uh, uh, John 10's crap. Letterman's not. I can't look at John.
0: Okay, question three. Which yeah, canal... all these going to be about war? No.
4: no. I've got loads of... I've got one on tennis, one on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Fox. Got
0: it. I know, Cropley. I'm mixing it up. I'm mixing it up. I'm in charge of the carts now.
1: Okay, listeners at home don't understand what's uh, going to happen, but we do.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, thought. I, I just a, thought. A, I just I'm thought a, you I'm, know what?
1: I'm, I'm a bit concerned. I think people might be a little bit. And I think the
0: quiz doesn't necessarily have to be the second last one.
1: If you don't dig the quiz and don't dig pork, don't think that that's all that's left of this podcast there because is there, <laughs> there, there, there is more goodness. Don't turn off
0: now. God damn it. No, come back. The quiz, last week's quiz question was uh, something about John Ritter. Oh, John Ritter was you're obsessed. Uh, you're obsessed with John Ritter. Well, you know, he's he's left a big hole in the uh, television acting a John community. John Ritter-shaped hole. The, the, yes, which got larger and larger yeah. over time. The uh, John Ritter was in uh, two shows that uh, featured San Francisco. Really? Yeah. Yeah, are, although people... Are you sure about that? I was, I'm fairly sure. I'm okay. fairly sure. <laughs> <laughs> shall, we, shall we just quickly check IMDb? Anyway, what what were you after?
2: And, uh, you and one of them guess? was
0: Three's Company, the other one was Hooperman, and Hooperman was the correct answer. Although one of the people reading did, did suggest that perhaps you were
2: wrong with the whole Three's Company thing. Is yes. that right? That in fact it wasn't set in San Francisco at all. It was correct. Uh,
1: Santa Monica, which is approximately three hundred and eighty two miles from San Francisco. Full and House uh,
2: was set uh, near Alamo Square.
1: Yeah, so, so But th- John Ritter did not appear in Full so House.
2: So Three's Company was like the series of sliders. They could, they could have gone to Santa Monica and then back again, and that would have been fine.
0: And uh, and you know that I randomise the... Uh, I do. Th- that I randomise, and so this has nothing to do with the fact that that person did not win. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Dent, congratulations. You are now the proud owner of a crumpler chumpy. So chumpy, you can hold a chicken parmigiana in it. Mm. Yes. It's, nice. a, it's, a, it, it's a sandwich cover or a wallet And it's red And it's red uh, So uh, I'll be in touch with you, Jenny To uh, talk about how we can get you that crumpler prize And Riley, I know I still have it And you will be getting it That's all I'm saying about that one Rylster, it's coming your way But Jenny, I will be in touch during the week to uh, talk about how you can get your Crumpler price
1: Now, have we got a question for this week's quiz?
0: I'm not coming up with one because people just hate my questions. You haven't thought that far ahead,
1: have you? Because didn't. as as you'll see on the uh, the video podcast, there we we have yes. many many logo t shirts. There's a there of no logo for, for this, uh, There's no no, no video podcast, so we've Holding got
0: three. The camera. So, so what? Nice. Are we giving away three things? No, no, just one. Just one. Just one. Um, one uh, logo t shirt. They are they're, 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 they're a girly tee
1: in, in color and
2: sizes. Yes, they are a girly tee. We think they're girly tees, unless you're a gent who likes a very snug fit. Yes. All right, well, I'll go with the question spontaneously, shall Please I? Please do. Okay, we were talking about Slings and Arrows. It has Mark McKinney in it, who is from Kids in the Hall, a truly fabulous Canadian sketch comedy troupe. I squish you. Uh, head. squishing your head. I would like you to send in the names of three shows which feature or are somehow linked to other members of Kids in the Hall who are not Mark McKinney. Mm-hmm. So three TV shows that are somehow connected to non-Mark McKinney members of Kids in
0: the Hall. On-screen members of Kids uh, no, in the Hall? No,
2: no, I'm willing I'm because I'm thinking one off my head which has a non-on-screen member. So, yeah, just have to send in what they are and why you've chosen them. That's okay. what I want to know. Okay. Uh, Neatness will count. So, three. Three.
0: three. Entries three.
1: to hooray at boxcutters.net or o uh, four one eight Dr. Bud. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've got no internet here. Come on, zero four zero four
0: five eight 0458
2: Cutter. <laughs> and also perhaps suggest what size you would
0: like your shirt in. Yes. If you win. Z- 0458 288 837. Did I say that right? Did that go on forever? <laughs> 0458 Cutter. You can send your answers to that. Or hooray at boxcutters.net. Or click on the Talk To Us link on the website. Or on the back of a postcard to the triple uh, R address
2: that was terrifying <laughs>
0: if you watch one That's thing
2: weird that was really weird
0: if you watch one thing this week I'm with those
2: angry parents in the Herald Sun I'm on a band of scary I on box cutters
0: it was after 9.30 <laughs> if you watch one thing this week that isn't Josh talking about Lost I recommend Chuck which is now on Fox 8 if you have the uh, if you have the Foxtel I recommend Chuck it's mm. early days uh, on on Foxtel it's on Fox it just started Yeah, it's it's been on for a few weeks. I think it started in like playing uh, once a week or eight times a day. It's playing once Simpsons. It's playing once a week at the moment. Uh, But also, if you're in the US or say you have access to the internet and can download Pirates, oh to the Hulu or yeah, you can uh, go go and watch Chuck any way you can. I think it's a fantastic show. Uh, We reviewed it in last year's. Uh, no, so not last year. Last year's friend, 2007's full season uh, re- review malarkey that went on for way too long. Uh, and Ross didn't think very much of it. I really loved it. I continued with it. And it just goes from strength to strength. And, I've always enjoyed it. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. So if you watch one thing this week, I say that should be Chuck. Anyone with any other... uh...
1: I believe uh, John was going to say uh, check out Family Guy, which uh, starts back back on uh, (laughs) local television on Wednesday night at 10pm on The Seven Network. And for me... um, uh Boston Legal, which I think is on right now as we are recording this. So it's a bit late for uh, the Thanksgiving episode, but uh, they're in their last three or four episodes, and uh, I did get to finish that over the weekend as well. And beautiful relationship between uh, Denny Crane and uh, Alan Shaw. It and, is a fun show. Yeah, yeah, it's all coming together. And uh, it wasn't too sad coming to the end of it.
4: Hey, um, when I cast
1: my pod... It's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table.
0: I, I think uh, we've done quite well considering our different environment. I think I think it's gone all right. Yeah, and, I've, and, I've enjoyed it. And, you
1: know, to, to shove something else in the oven and have it for uh, something we prepared earlier.
2: And uh, also Joy has lovely, lovely soap. They it, do. They've got the greatest soap. The, if you the ever in have the, the chance to, uh, to to
0: to visit to Joy, f- wash your hands. Definitely, that's all I'm saying.
1: I'm going to do that before I leave. Hey, you uh, should. I uh, uh, should you done it before we started. <laughs> the executive producer of uh, the Logies Award is uh, says that uh, the Logies aren't second rate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's news. Um, I also I had a rumor this week that TV Week was folding.
2: Really, yeah. in the
0: middle to put the staples in.
2: Uh, oh.
0: no. No, that uh, no, TV seriously? Week, there's no reason for it anymore, and uh, nobody buys <laughs> it. There's been no it. reason for it for like 20 years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why
2: now it's suddenly uh, yeah, it's just occurred to them. You
0: used to get it for the uh, Aussie Ostrich comic strip that right. was in there. But, but Apparently th- people in the interstate still buy it. Right. Mm. W- when when you say interstate, what what do you mean? Well, uh, it's not a Melbourne-only uh, magazine.
1: A friend of mine was uh, was in it, and he had some family that were interstate who got in touch and said, Hey, we saw your photo in the, the TV <laughs> Week. That's great. That's so, a national magazine. That's a great
0: story. So so your friends family who would only need to buy one copy amongst them.
1: No no, they they didn't leave together. They separate states. Oh. Yeah. oh right. Right. Yes. Um, I mean, but uh, the jig was up because he knew that they <laughs> read TV Week at that point. I've mean, got a couple of very. But he'd been in it. That's worse. Couple of very
2: quick things: is sort of letters, sort of not. Um, John Metzi wrote in to let us know that the ABC has purchased the rights to United States of Tara, which we reviewed a few weeks back. So oddly enough, the ABC, our our, our non-commercial government-owned station, will be playing United States of Tara. Um, SBS has purchased Deadset. I can't remember if we ever said that on air or not. I no, we didn't. We didn't, so SBS will be playing apparently Deadset at some point. But why not buy it from Amazon.co.uk through the link on the website. On, on the BoxCutters website. And and we get money. Um, Dan Bo wrote in about uh, the Glory Jean commercial last week to say he can't believe he forgot to mention the beige couple uh, Glory Jean commercial screening during
0: So You Think You Can Dance. Ah, oh, that's the show with the colour and the movement. Yes,
2: which makes a lot more sense now you think about it. So yes. You Think You Can Dance. And Adam added that Gloria Jean's coffee contains the souls of dead children. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Not the, useful, uh, but a lovely comment. <laughs> as a comment uh, on
1: the blog that uh, you can go and add your comments if uh, we're bugging you, if you Agreeing with what we're saying, go to the blog and put down a comment, please. Uh, yes, uh, the, um, the
0: blog at boxcutters dot net.
1: Hey, uh, there's some new uh, presenters on Play School as well. Uh, Abby Tuck is one of them. Oh,
0: uh, you say that like you don't like her. She's a bit cross-eyed, <laughs> kind of wet.
1: <laughs> for me. She annoys me. She <laughs> mes- I don't I don't think of her as McLeod's daughter's Abby Tucker, which uh, she's named as in uh, this media diary from the
2: Australian uh, article.
1: You think of parts. her as Heartbreak High, Abby Tucker? Secret
0: Life of Us. Yeah, I,
2: um, I think of her Secret Life of Us as yeah. Abby Tucker. Yeah, right. She, yeah. she was very annoying. Right. I think we should do this new segment called She Annoys Me, which yeah. every week you just she, tell us
1: people who annoy you. She had the fake lesbian thing going on at one point and
0: yeah. Outrage. In McLeod's daughters. What? I'm confused. Hey, you know what I'm not confused about? What? We now have a store. In fact, we've got two we've stores. Got two stores. We've got one in the US, one in the UK. We
2: are so prostituting ourselves now.
0: Ever it's since uh, we got the idea of doing it, ever since we thought, "Hey, why don't we try to make some money to repay all the money that we've spent on doing the show?" Because that whole hand jobs for crack thing on the street corner just wasn't working out. Well, because then you've got to go and sell the crack, and then what's the exchange rate on hand jobs for crack? And uh, it's uh, very, very difficult to work Geelong out. Very difficult. Club. So uh, there are they, two. They links- were the worst, the Geelong Football Club. I know. I hate
2: doing that. I know.
0: And, well, they've got no money. They just go around causing no money for other people. Yeah. The, uh, there are two links on the website. Uh, they appear in this week's blog post. Uh, but also, if you're using any browser other than Firefox, you will see uh, little widgets in the, uh, on the right-hand side. Uh, if you're using Firefox, you won't see them. I don't what? know why I haven't worked that out yet. And if you click yeah.
2: through them, they, they take you so you can purchase things from Amazon. Uh, com on one of them and Amazon.co.uk
0: on the other. So one yes. is NTSC and one is PAL. And, uh, and they do have different things. Like you can't get Nathan Barley in the US store, but you can get it in the UK store. And if you buy through those stores... We get a little bit of money, and it helps us keep this show alive. Also, if you uh, if you're interested in keeping this show alive, why don't you go onto the iTunes Music Store, where you can write a review about this show mm. and tell us more, please. Hey, hey. That- hey, and with that music, you can do some that interpretive dance. Suspense. Yeah, you Be know, like- you know what? I actually. Uh, started doing that earlier and then realized I hadn't actually pressed play, so I, I was actually fading it up <laughs> as uh, as we were going. But why don't uh, why don't I put it up for your Computer, yeah. Because yeah. one of the, one of the things who's, that, who's doing it? Uh, one of us, one of us. I'm up as far as I can go. Hey. One of the things about doing it, yeah, the show in this studio. Thanks very much to Joy FM. You better
1: be quick, or else you'll need to take it back to the start. I know.
0: Thanks very much to Joy FM uh, for giving us their studio to record this podcast. Uh, and spend many hours in the studio. Uh, you can hear
2: then, them
0: at 94.9 FM on the band or on uh, you can hear them at joy.org.au. Or go to level nine two
1: two five Burke Street and uh, just listen
0: through the door. Yeah, you, you can, they won't <laughs> yeah. let you in, but just listen through the door. Yeah, yeah that's all. Uh, Thanks so much to Mark Fennell and Dan Illick for coming in and telling us all about their show, Massage My Medium. You can find out more about that show on the Comedy Festival website. There'll be a link to that on the blog. And uh, what else? Thanks very much to Crumpler, our giveaway sponsors. They give us things to give away to you for our Box Cutters quiz. If you want to enter this week's quiz, hooray at boxcutters.net. <gasps> They're actually sparkly logos. <laughs> also, if you want to email us, you can do it at hooray at boxcutters.net. Thanks to Triple R.
2: Thanks for nothing. (laughs) Thanks to Triple R, the best radio station in the world, but not quite as good as Joy Melbourne.
0: It will be kind of normal in a couple of weeks. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. I'm John Richards. I
1: continue to be Brett Tropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week.
0: Same bad time for once, same bad channel. And hey... Let's be careful out there. See, it's I'm all messed up. I'm all messed up. Hey, let's be careful out there. That's what I'm